Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The wonderful Wednesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Uh, 20 minutes from now, we'll turn our attention to Coach of the Year in the National Football League. That market up on our show sponsor, BetMGM. And uh, I think it's really, really interesting. I've circled the names of all the coaches that I think could potentially win this award. We'll find out what Ken Barkley thinks coming up 20 minutes from now. Maybe we'll still do a little bit more on the Houston Cougs in college basketball as we try to determine hashtag my teams this year as we head into the NCAA tournament. Power hour, final hour, 60 minutes from right now. We'll feature all our bets for tonight in college basketball and the NHL as we await a monster slate tomorrow night in the National Basketball Association. We'll get to Rick Camp in a second, and we'll also try and figure out, hey, like, who's who's going to play for the Stanley Cup? Who's going to win the East, and who's going to win the West in the National Hockey League? We'll talk about that coming up next hour, and we'll get our friend Tyler Morales' bets for, oh, Mexico, the Mexico Open in golf. But joining us right now to talk some NBA for the second half of the season, which is like 26 games long, is our friend, are you better, you bet, family member, the great Rick Camp. Uh, you can check out Rick on the podcast I'm Fat, along with Jay Zawoski, a great podcast talking food. Rick is on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Does great work for our friends at 4 for 4 and uh, at Betsperts. And he is on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. And also he's on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Rick, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going, buddy? It's going well. I've, you know, I've, I enjoyed the first couple days of no games. Skipped the All-Star game altogether. So I think I... I gained the system right, but I'm I'm ready for games again. I'm ready for this to get going. Oh yeah, Rick. We had a uh, we had a we had a mutual friend Noops on the show yesterday, and he uh, he bet a team to win the title. Like I mean, there, there are 26 games left. Like you could wait for the playoffs to start. And he came on. He was basically like, "No, I'm going to bet Denver. Like I'm I'm I've seen enough. I'm in. 
Denver's going to win the title this year, or I, I want to bet them at the price. Uh, if you had a bit of team to win the title right now at their market price, Boston, obviously the favorite for people who don't follow it very closely. Celtics, the favorite to win the title. Denver, the second choice. Then kind of a group of the Clippers, the Bucks, and the Suns are the next three teams. If you had to bet a team to win the title right now, who would you bet? I, I wish I could be more original, but seeing as the numbers kind of ticked the way it has lately and seeing a 475 on the board and 450 at BetMGM, I, I really do think it is the Nuggets. I, I think we're trying to, like, we're really trying to make something happen, and it seems like maybe the Sixers could have happened if Embiid stayed healthy, but if at current price, that's that's what I trust at this point. Like, I've bet them early to win. I've bet them in a couple, you know, to defeat certain teams. Uh, I've bet them to beat the Celtics. I've bet them to beat the Heat, I think, at one point, too. So I just, I just really do think they are one of those teams where that starting five is just so good when they're together. And when you get to the playoffs, you lop off some of the back end of that roster to where, yeah, there are questions about their bench. But if your biggest question is how are you going to fill the, like, four to six minutes when you don't have Jokic on the floor or the, you know, eight minutes when Murray's not out there, I think you're in a pretty good spot. So I still think the Nuggets have a team to beat, and that, that's who I would bet on if I didn't have anything at this moment. Rick, does that mean that you like Nikola Jokic to win another NBA Most Valuable Player Award? Who do you like right now to win NBA MVP? And if your answer is not Jason Tatum, just like tell us like a, like what you make of the current like media push it feels like on Jason Tatum for Most Valuable Player. I would bet Shea right now. Like I, I think Shea wins the award because I just think I don't know that I'm necessarily as extreme as uh, as friend of the show Matt Moore, whose opinion I greatly respect. Of basically saying, unless Oklahoma City gets the one seed, Shea essentially is not going to win the MVP based on who he talked to at, at you know at All Star, which obviously is a little concerning as someone that has money on Shea, but. I think when it comes down to it, I just don't know how many people are really going to want to, you know, put in for Jokic again. Like, should he? Probably, honestly. But uh, when it comes to Jason Tatum, I I still just don't see it just because of when, even with the media push of best, you know, best player, best team, whatever. Can you honestly look yourself in the mirror and be like, Jason Tatum is a top five player right now? And I just don't think that's possible. So it really just feels like everybody's getting bored. And, okay, what can we do right now? Uh, Boston's really good. Jason Tatum is their best player. Let's make that push. I think it makes a bunch of sense. So SGA for Rick, that's going to be a consensus opinion. I think we had Whale on the show earlier. And, I I mean, look, like you guys are all really smart. Like you're probably on to something. I know there's a couple other people in this space that like SGA also, and he's not the favorite yet. We had another poll come out today, probably smaller than Tim Bontemps and Jokic and SGA got the same number of votes, which which tells you it's at least pretty close right now, even if there's like some margin of error, uh, even if it's like a couple votes here, here or there. Other awards, Rick, and I know you and I talk about this stuff all the time. You messaged me the other day. I think you messaged, whatever. One of us messaged the other because this happens like every four hours. And it was about most improved player. And I think you were kind of like, what's your updated take on this? And I go, I'm kind of at the point where I feel like we're all trying to talk ourselves into not maxi. And it's just going to be maxi. And we all just kind of have to deal with that and and stop betting money into the market if you're interested Mm -hmm. in other players. Seeing some of the polling today, thinking more about it. 
are you on that same page? Is it is it Maxi? Is it Bet Maxi at some point if we get later in the year? Or are you still eyeing some of these other players, Shangun, Kobe White, Jalen Williams, et cetera? It's starting to feel like it's it's just going to be Maxi. Like, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, but it feels like this year, not just with MIP, but just kind of in general with the awards market, and maybe this is just a sign of there's something to come that we're not expecting and and things will change massively but it feels like more than most years the awards markets have been relatively static at the top for a longer period of time and i've found myself getting antsy i think more than ever i've been doing more portfolio betting so yeah i think it is i think in the end if i was forced to say who's winning it i would say maxi at this point but I see, I see the case for Kobe White. I see the case for Jonathan Kaminga. Not as much for Shengun, even though his case is somewhat similar to Kobe White. But Kobe White's you know, changes in numbers have been as extreme. I just don't see the case for Jalen Williams. That's the one where there's been the big push lately. And I think there's two big market factors working against him of just there's a loud portion of the voting block or people that would be perceived to be in the voting block that's just on principle will not vote for second year players. And I just personally tend to agree with that. But then also, you know, just when you think of, okay, not an all-star player, like that's another thing that could he have been sure, but he wasn't. So when you take into account a lot of these things that just keep adding up, like I really think that Jalen Williams is again, us getting bored and just really hoping for you know, for someone else to emerge. Because the other thing, too, is Jalen Williams was the runoff for Rookie of the Year last year. So this type of progression is supposed to make sense for a second-year guy. And when you remember, there was a lot of, like, after the fact being, like, maybe John Morant shouldn't have won because his, you know, he was just at too high of a level to start. Sure, you could also say that about Maxi, but his pedigree wasn't as good coming in or especially after his first year. So I just think there's too much headwind against Jalen Williams when you consider there are other viable cases, too. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. We are talking the NBA, the second half of the season, with our friend, the great Rick Camp. Rick on Twitter, at Rick C. Camp. Uh, I almost, like, hate... I don't hate it, but I feel like almost like Ken should should ask you this question because Ken was telling me off air earlier today, Rick, that you had some some interesting stuff on betting like the second half of the NBA season, which is like twenty six games long. So I know you have a couple things here. Maybe like like tell tell the audience and us kind of like one thing you really like when it comes to betting specifically, like the final twenty five plus games of the NBA regular season. Well, just one market that I found really interesting that got posted was best record after the all-star break. So who's going to have the best stretch run? So I just like wrote down some teams that I thought were kind of in that bubble that just at a surface level could be that team. I'll run them down real quick. Boston, just over two to one. OKC and Minnesota are now 11 to one. Golden State, 22. Dallas, 30. Miami, 35. And Orlando, 40. And I really wanted to come up with something other than Boston that I truly think will have the best record. But even with Boston not having as much motivation, they have the third easiest schedule, only four back-to-backs. And I just feel like their schedule lines up well to even be able to rest a few guys here, a few guys there, and have enough to still be able to have that best, you know, to really have the best record the rest of the way. 
So that is a market that I really wanted to find something else. Maybe I still throw a long shot on someone like Miami or Orlando at 35 to 40, just with how easy their schedules are. I wish I trusted Orlando a little more because their schedule is so nice with only four back-to-backs and the easiest schedule left at 40 to one. Maybe I would, you know, just throw beer and pizza money on it, something like that, but nothing serious in that one. I do think I might actually end up betting Boston at just over two to one, just because they are so deep and they have guys that can functionally fill different roles for when guys have been out and they've been doing it throughout the year. So I don't think there's going to be many games where you're having the entire starting lineup or your entire rotation out to where you're just getting schedule losses that way. I think they're going to keep enough in the lineup game in and game out to really be able to sustain against an easy schedule. Rick, kind of a, a related question here, but kind of like knowing what the, the market's going to be for these teams. Like I, I, you know, I took the all-star break and I was like, who do I think is there a team that I think might like kill it in this like quote second half of the season where like, not just that I think they'll win, but like, I want to play on them. Like it literally against the spread, the market might rate them a certain way. I think they might be even better Dallas is the team that I came up with that I think like finally healthy made trades. One of the reasons why I think Luca has a slightly not easier path, just slightly more likely to win MVP probably than even the market does. Um, So Dallas was kind of my team. You mentioned some long shot teams there, Miami and others, Orlando, which I think is kind of interesting. Would that be one of the answers? Like what is a team you're really excited to bet on and some of their games coming up, let's say the five to 10 games right out of the break. Yeah, I do think Orlando is one where, like, do I trust them more than Miami in the playoffs? No, but for the duration of the regular season, I really think I do. Because, obviously, you know, Jimmy Butler has his circumstances. I don't think we've gotten really any clarity on him returning. But then also, just they haven't been very healthy. And Orlando, when they went through their downstretch, it was when Franz Wagner was out. It was when they had a lot of their injuries, and they're back being pretty healthy. Easiest schedule in the league, four back-to-backs the rest of the season. 15 of their 27 games are at home. So they're a team that, yeah, they're, like their lack of offense sometimes is going to keep games closer than it should. So that should be taken into account. But considering the type of schedule that they have and the fact that they're still in eighth, I just don't think they're being thought of enough as a team that could have a real good run and that is playing better again. So, Orlando was a team that I'm really interested in playing, especially like you mentioned in those first few games coming out of the break here, as they kind of establish, you know, that division race where it's those Miami and Orlando neck and neck at this point. All right. So that takes us, Rick, into uh, the final question here, because we have 12 games coming up on Thursday, the final game, the final night tonight of, of no NBA games in the All-Star break. Orlando's on the road in Cleveland on Thursday night, about a seven and a half, eight point road dog in that game. I'm guessing you like Orlando. Anything else stand out to you? And, uh, and are we betting the Brooklyn Nets tomorrow in game one with Kevin Ollie as the new head coach, with Jock Vaughn having been fired? We have about a minute for the answer here. Any bets that you're eyeing side in totals for Thursday night as the second half of the NBA season is set to begin? I do think seven and a half is probably a little much for Orlando in Cleveland, like you mentioned. I don't know. I haven't decided on Brooklyn yet, but it would be Brooklyn or nothing at this point for me. I, I bet uh, Toronto under 29 and a half wins at uh, minus 110 just because they've been horrific since the Siakam trade. Uh, with Demonis Sabonis not practicing today, I'm keeping an eye on that because last I saw, San Antonio was was a 12-point dog in Sacramento. So 
San Antonio is not good, but 12 points is a lot, especially if you're going to not have a full Sabonis in that one. And a couple prop ideas that I haven't pulled the trigger on yet, but that I'm at least looking at. Uh, Ken can laugh because I have Trey Mann over five and a half rebounds for Charlotte because that's, you know, top of mind for everybody. Buddy Heald's been getting a lot of assists for Philly, so over four and a half assists for him. And then with the Bulls, they have their first game in the second half against Boston. I think maybe Vucevic over one and a half threes just because Boston allows a ton of above-the-break three attempts. So those are a couple of looks that I'm, I have so far into uh, tomorrow's slate before we get better injury information. Ten seconds to go. What's the best thing you've eaten recently? The word queso cannot be in the answer. Uh, I, were, I had a birthday party. I was at a great steakhouse in Chicago, Gibson's, and I got a filet, and it was fantastic. Was it your birthday, Rick? It was not. My birthday's not until April. All right, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> I thought it was your birthday. Yeah, so. All right, bye. Thanks, Rick. Okay, bye. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you too, buddy. Yes, I was at a birthday. It made it sound like it was his birthday, right? Yeah, then I was. At, I thought he said my birthday party. I was at a birthday. Oh, it was your birthday? Nope, wasn't. Great steak though. It's, it's actually, it's like the Draymond, the Charles Barkley thing. You know, I was asking about you the other day. Nobody. The great line. Coming up next, NFL Coach of the Year, Nick and Ken, Wednesday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus